0: What? What? <laughs> hi, everybody! Oh
1: we said that at the same time. Yeah, we did. That was cute. Anyway, hi everyone. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Welcome to the ramblings of a madman and his equally mad wife. It's a great time. It's a great time. I'm Mary.
0: And I'm Tyler. And this
1: is Mary, Tyler, and more. Oh, yeah. We brew a pot of coffee and we talk about shit.
0: Though, uh, because we took a little (laughs) sabbatical because of, (laughs) you know, my illness. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's a way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. I guess not sick. It's just mental illness. But Yeah. uh, yeah, on a new med and... Had lots of headaches and
1: it was a wild time. Yeah, so unfortunately, (laughs) what that means is uh, your resident coffee snob over here is (laughs) no longer allowed to drink as much caffeine as he used to. Unfortunately, but that's the price
0: of being happy.
1: You know what? And that's that's an important (laughs) price to pay. I feel. It's probably a good time. Uh, so we are both actually committing heresy today. I'm not going to lie to you. So we had coffee this morning because I had uh, two photo shoots today. So I yeah. was up and Adam kind of... Okay, so when I say early, early for me is like...
0: Yeah, early for us is any time <laughs> before noon. <laughs> well, okay. Uh,
1: all right. Okay, 11.
0: Uh, anytime time before 11.
1: Yeah, okay, you're not wrong. Like I'm trying to just whatever but yeah we were up a little bit early this morning and uh so we had we've had coffee already so we're both committing heresy i uh got lunch after my shoot um so i am drinking diet coke it is saturday at 3 45 in the afternoon so what did mary do she added a shot of vodka because vodka and diet coke's
0: a good does decision. the time of day even matter
1: Okay, so I'm gonna say the time of day absolutely does matter because it means I'm not an alcoholic because I don't wake up needing booze. I just, if it's the weekend, I give myself a little bit of grace. You know, being an alcoholic doesn't that mean frequency? <laughs> well, I mean, it means frequency and like, and when you wake, like, when I was told by somebody who had. Was it an alcoholic? It was either an alcoholic father, an alcoholic uncle, or something. Like, they go through withdrawals while they're sleeping. So then when they wake up, they have to have something in order to, like, curb the edge, right? So, like, I don't, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There are some days where I wake up and, like, yep, this day is going to be a shot of tequila on my lunch (laughs) day. But I don't wake up going, holy shit, I need vodka, like, right now. Vodka and I are now becoming friends because, you know, Hair flip through weight loss, like you learn that you can have certain things. It's the best. It has like nothing in it. Basically, it's just alcohol. Yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, it's like what eighty calories I think for a shot of vodka, and so
0: if that, (laughs) like, yeah.
1: I did the the whatever the thing is. Um, it was on. It's on that cooking show thing where she goes two shots of vodka. Glug glug glug.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the. Oh yeah, that.
1: I can't remember like what it, it had to have been some sort of like, yeah, daytime cooking show or whatever. And of Two course she's
0: shots of vodka and she's just, she you know, just pours like, like half uh, the <laughs> bottle. yeah
1: Holy shit. It's fucking bananas. But yeah, so I, so I put, um, you know, vodka in my, in my diet Coke and <laughs> yeah. cause you know, that was what I drank in college. Only at least now I've upgraded the vodka. Whereas before I was. <laughs> It's like I can't even bring myself to say it because I know it's going to make me sick, but I'm going to say it anyway. I drank Nikolai, okay? I did it. I did it. It. Ugh. That's okay. Oh, You're God. on the Kettle One
0: wagon now, I am. So it. It's I
1: fine. am. It's fine, and it's great. <laughs> um, But Kettle One, we found that um, peach blossom and something else, that infusion oh, that they make. Oh, uh,
0: peach and orange blossom. Woof. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, That yeah. with Cascade Ice um, Zero Calorie Zero Sugar Lemonade
0: whoa if you can find it it's getting very hard to find
1: i know now. well yeah because you know errol and i have bought all of
0: it out <laughs> <laughs> i know you're you're keeping talking rain open
1: <laughs> oh my god no but for real though like it's just like it's so funny because like you know he started this diet and that's all he was drinking and then like yeah. i started kind of obviously not doing the same diet but then like we would be drinking the same stuff and then all of a sudden like it starts disappearing from stores and we just go our Are we the reason why this is gone? Like, are we the reason why, like, Safeway doesn't sell this anymore? So I have a
0: theory on that. Could it be Bonnie's? I I honestly think that they made the entire amount of that that they were going to during the Cold War. Yes. And then it's been in a bunker somewhere. (laughs) And you're, like, Errol buys literally his body weight in it. S- hey, same, because it's the only oh, thing Oh, yeah, that- okay, so both of you yes, buy your yes. entire body weight in it, like, almost, like, three times a week.
1: Oh, my God. And But see, like, the, and then through that, there are flavors that we start liking and flavors that we don't like, and of course, nobody likes yeah. coconut anything, so hey, I've got four... Hey, hey, now. You're an all-star, get your game on... <laughs> Oh, you cringed at me. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, if you're listening, that was for you, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, no, but we, so we've got four of these Cascade Isis in our, um, uh, Cascade Isis? That's a terrible band name. <laughs> Sorry. That's what they're called. Cascade Isis? Not oh, ices. Oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. It's whatever. Um, So we've got four of these in our fridge, and they're the coconut flavor, and no one will drink them. I'll so drink them. You will
0: not. You barely drink coconut LaCroix. I love coconut LaCroix. It tastes <laughs> like uh, uh, uh pina colada. If someone drank it and then burped in your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> just a hint of coconut oh oh my god i'm
1: broken i can't somebody save me (laughs) who hurt you who is burping in your mouth with these things was it like like boys
0: did that when you were younger that someone would sit on you and then burp in your mouth like is that a thing you know honestly through all of the bullying that i did have to endure that was not one of them (laughs) (laughs)
1: I don't like that. Took a real sad turn, real fast.
0: Hey, you're the one who brought it up. Okay,
1: so yeah, this is my fault. I'm the woman. Let's bring it back to me. Mm -hmm. Fuck.
0: (laughs) But anyway, so you're drinking vodka and I'm drinking peace tea. (laughs) Uh,
1: And there wasn't nary a coffee to be found in this episode, unfortunately.
0: But this is also a weird episode since we didn't do one last week. It is so so true.
1: We are catching up a little bit. We're uh, trying to get ahead of the curve I suppose and um we've got uh sadly we're not playing our monster hearts game this week that's okay um but uh we've got some other cool things that we were doing today like Mr. Sexpot over here got (laughs) this new haircut which ladies and gentlemen let's just be real so like Tyler texted me before he was gonna get his haircut and he was like what do you think of a faux hawk and I was like um fuck yes like when is that never not an option so he went and he got his haircut while I was um, on my first shoot, and then I just get a text that is a picture, and then it says "Hey" with like the kissy face emoji,
0: <laughs> and I looked at
1: this picture and I was like, "Who the fuck? Are- Holy shit, that's my husband!" And so I instantly call him. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, sexy pants?" <laughs> but you could tell that like, he, of course, he was driving, and so like he was, you know, he was at Target, and uh, he of course is you know like giggling because I'm like fawning over him or whatever. But uh, I'm staring at him right now, and his hair is defying gravity, and it is just like so pretty oh yeah i whoa (laughs) hey now we can't get we can't get too hot for the people who are listening um i mean if you want to pause now like come back to us like i'm sure we'll be here another half hour so you know it's cool but yeah no it i mean it looks really good but i don't like i don't know about you how you feel but um which i want you to tell me but um once you like the day that you get your haircut where it's been a hot second since since you've done it mm-hmm. you just you just feel better oh yeah like i don't i don't know what it is but like so you've so you have the the sides like super short and then you've yeah you've mohawk the top and i have the back of um like under, underneath all of my hair is shaved uh-huh. and you get to that point where like you just start pulling at your own hair and you're like wow this is far too long like what the fuck <laughs> and then you shave it and you're like oh my god how long was my hair like yeah it's just, it's crazy.
0: Well, and I was going to say, it's a curse of mine that not only do I have really thick hair, like my hair is not like super fine, but it I think they call it soft hair. Right. Where like uh, it gets frizzy really easily. Yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> But you... I have like a million hair strands.
1: <laughs> a million little fibers.
0: <laughs> so my hair is thick.
1: Oh, with like 100 c's. Thick. It's like when a cat makes a sound at a bird just that's exactly
0: what it is. That's how many c's are behind the word thick and it grows so ridiculously fast that oh. I have to I have to shave it down. Jesus
1: Christ, dude, you're like a chia pet. Like you just I know. give you water, and all of a sudden, in three days, you got an Afro. Go boom, boom. like it's
0: just—it's crazy. It gets that frizzy, yeah. Like
1: we well, and it's what's funny is whenever we make that comment, like whenever we go get your haircut, it's—it's it's funny because we'll make the comment that Tyler is um, like Emmett from the Lego Movie that you could just—it does. It pop looks like hair. you could
0: pop my hair off. Yeah. it doesn't look real. Absolutely, it is so. Oh God, it's so. It looks like a hairpiece, but trust me, it is connected. <laughs> it's not
1: hair plug hair plugs hair hair (laughs) plugs name that reference eh eh
0: I honestly have Eh? no idea
1: cable guy oh yeah when it's repeating on his computer and then he Matthew Broderick gets fired from his job because you know
0: the things that you remember of movies
1: (laughs) well yeah I also made a reference to a Buffy episode and that you, you I don't know if you caught it well
0: I watched Buffy when I was eight.
1: Uh, Oh, well, okay. So we'll circle back around to that as you said.
0: And I'm ADD boy. I don't remember anything.
1: That is 100% fair. But you said, I have a theory. And I said, could it be bunnies? bunnies are just cute like everybody I, suppose the musical episode where they're in
0: the you shop you watched that a thousand times i have not i watched it once God. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys just got to hear my rendition of this song for like three seconds
1: uh that is i will admit one of my absolute favorite um episodes of buffy the vampire slayer oh it's, it's the mus- great it's the musical episode the, the music just, is oh, awesome fuck it it's like Oh my God. Anthony Stewart head. Like, woof. Let's just talk about that for a hot second. Because, okay. like, I go from that <laughs> to then Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, wow. Uh. I know. His voice is
0: amazing. Holy in that. shit. It's like butter. That, Fuck. and if you guys have not seen that, it's. Probably one of the best like cult musicals ever made. Oh
1: shit, you guys. Come on now. Like jump on this train with me. Like let's
0: It's dark, it's gothic, uh, it's weird. Do you want to give the people a little bit of like a like a synopsis of what they would expect? Yeah. So um I guess the best way to describe it is it's it's definitely an opera. Yes, like it's yes. it is singing throughout. There's yes. barely any normal dialogue. But it's a uh um like a, a gothic opera in the future where you can finance your parts so yes if you want to you know finance a kidney you can do that mm-hmm. you, you can get designer uh like custom made things innards um but the designer innards, great the, the, the problem is if you don't pay, mm-hmm. they're going to come take them back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know how you don't pay for a car and the Repo men come take your car? How would you like it if you couldn't pay for your spine and the Repo Man came to collect?
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, and God. it's directed so by good. Darren Lynn Bousman, who uh, directed the first, not the first, the um, Saw two, three, and four, oh. and Spiral, which is coming out very soon. So
1: that <laughs> makes so much sense now. Yeah, he's one wow. of my favorites.
0: I love his film.
1: See what I remember in movie <laughs> quotes. You remember in people who direct shit yeah. because I, I
0: can't. <laughs> you're a savant. I can't do what you do. That's insane. Well, it the <clears throat> one of the major reasons why I remember him in in particular, mm-hmm. not only because I love the Saw franchise, but because I was going to go to Full Sail University
1: yeah, in Florida, yeah. and that's his alma mater. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, God. Well, yeah. So this, I mean, and that's... The thing about this, the disclaimer that we will say is that um, this movie is definitely not for somebody who is squeamish, like, at
0: all. Yeah, it's it's definitely... It's not, <clears throat> like, ridiculously gory, no. but it's definitely a horror film.
1: Yeah, the Repo Men. it's Men's, stylized. It is, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, Paris Hilton plays a woman who just has gotten so much plastic surgery oh, that... Yeah,
0: that's the other thing, where yes. the super rich are, like monsters basically oh, god. because it's they terrible. get so much uh plastic surgery yep and oh god i can't remember what his name is in it but uh um he's actually wearing a face over his face oh yeah um, yes. and he has it like stretched tight yeah buddy
1: <laughs> think like the only reference that i know is the very first episode of doctor who moisturize me moisturize exactly. me like that is whoa yes. <laughs>
0: God. Now I'm
1: going to have to actually if it's stupid, but if that was actually David Tennant in that movie, I would have laughed my ass off. It's not David Tennant at all. No. but it would be funny.
0: <laughs> but yeah. And we can't glance over the fact that uh Alexa Vega's in it.
1: Oh, and my god, if she is not just the most punk ass rocker <laughs> bitch in the world. My god, when I was like 14, Watching all of the, like, the Spy Kids movies, and then Spy Kids 3 came out, and then they had that music video at the end of it. Like, (laughs) I wanted to be Alexa Vega, and, like, I just god damn it she was so cool and then like yeah in this so in this in this movie she is she has a condition where she can't she can't be outside like she literally is like confined to her room and her father who is anthony stewart head yeah is um the also one, the repo man yeah oh spoiler first of all <laughs> it's
0: not a spoiler they show it to you in the trailer yeah <laughs> she doesn't know he's you are right okay
1: yes so alexa (laughs) vega does not realize that her father's a repo man but um yeah he he her name is shiloh and so he tells her you know that you can't go out because if you go outside you'll die and so then she sneaks out and then she has this encounter with the grave robber who starts talking about um xydrates that comes in a little glass vial so
0: that's one of my other favorite parts of the film is uh, that's actually the writer of all of the music. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. He actually <gasps> wrote the story or the stage play that it's no based on. No way. Wait, yes. what stage play is it based on? So they, it, they actually um are like a guerrilla uh, theater company.
1: Oh, my God. She, shut up. And
0: uh, Darren, whatever his name is, uh, who did the music for it. Oh, my God. They did like a two man <gasps> show that it's based on. That they used to do in, like, tiny black box theaters. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. I'm learning so many things right now. This is so fucking cool. Trust me. If
0: you need need to know everything about Repo... (laughs) Because trust me, Tyler I am probably man. the biggest fangirl of this movie. Holy shit.
1: Oh my god. And it's like I so I had never heard of Repo until I was living um it was my the year that I took off in between um yeah. in between my sophomore and junior year of college. And I was living with my friend Zach at the time and we um I come home one night from this really long trip um somewhere i don't remember where i was um but i came back and and he was like hey i'm really glad you're back and so we were chatting doing oh, things. oh
0: i bet it was probably when you went to atlanta
1: uh oh probably yeah right before you met me right before i met <laughs> you um and uh he zach was like hey i found this really weird movie like do you want to watch it with me and i was like yeah fuck he, yeah
0: A, he likes horror films yes and B, he Hilton
1: yes I mean all of the things so he was like oh my god we have to watch this movie so we did and I fucking like the music just made I mean like for any theater person who is listening to this right now like it literally will just make the theater
0: part of your brain just so fucking happy it's so good and uh what's her name is it Sarah Brightman well now I'm gonna pull out IMDB and I'm gonna look it's something like that she's a really really famous uh opera singer and she plays blind Meg Oh my god! And her fucking Buck. <laughs> solo, and that is so good. I want to be blind, Meg.
1: <laughs> Pulling out, I am deep. Whoa, she's Alexa Pena Vega now. Oh, what? Interesting. That seems like it's weird.
0: Sarah Brightman, boom! Damn, nice work. So my memory does work as long as it's something. <laughs> I oh, know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I love you. Um, was it Bill Mosley?
1: the person who had the face on his face no it's
0: the other guy he's a singer and i can't remember what his name is kevin ogilvy oh
1: i'm just pulling names out of imdb now no i don't remember what the character's name was so i can't do that then we do but anyway so yeah um he's the the other brother yeah bill
0: mosley does play um, one of the
1: brothers one of the brothers yeah yeah Seriously, guys, go 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 to it, boys. Let's get to it. Once you're done with listening to this episode today, you should go watch Repo. Yeah, if
0: you, if you love musicals and yeah. you're, you're not too squeamish, it's yes. definitely worth it. Yes. Trust me, like, I happened across this movie, oh. like, uh, no, actually, I heard about it before it was coming out. I really? remember that. Yeah, so I was watching for it to come out because I was a huge fan of Saw. And I found out that that was, like, the next right. thing that right. Darren was doing. So I did. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there we go. Uh, I can only hear <laughs> half of me in I here. know. Unfortunately. I hit the table, and now we can't hear ourselves. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> oh, well. We'll keep that in. Uh, I,
1: th- <laughs> I don't think we should keep that in. I feel like we should probably get rid of that, but well, that's fine. all right. Anyway, uh, so um, start again with the. Are you gonna? Or wait, hold. You're gonna fuck with it?
0: Eh. I don't know if I can fix it. I don't. Unfortunately, think... our board. Yeah, shit. I mean, I can
1: hear about half of me, and it's still recording us. So it's I mean, okay. That's all right. That's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll um, fix it for the next episode. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, anyway,
0: um, so I I was watching for it to come out. True. Like I I knew that it was a thing, and like it was a very small production. So. When it came out, it only came out in select theaters. And of mm. course, Helena, Montana is not going to be one of those markets. Because why it would it be? Into. Like, why would it be? So I was never able to see it in the theater. <laughs> oh, and they never announced when it was going to come out on right. on video. Because, you know, that was back in the day when shit just happened.
1: Back when VHS was still a thing.
0: Yeah, well, it was. Technically, like, it was a DVD era. DVD, but whatever. But, uh, and then I was literally in Walmart one day. And just saw it on the shelf, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I thought you were
1: looking. Weren't you looking at the dollar bin or whatever? That no, was... it wasn't the dollar oh, bin. Oh, no. Like, it it was wasn't the, the new releases. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But
0: it was one of those things where it was unceremoniously released. Just bam, right there. Because they didn't think they were going to make any money on it. Right. So it just came out. I think it was only like twelve ninety nine or something.
1: Oh, my God. That's too funny.
0: But, uh, yeah, so I went home. I watched it. I absolutely loved it. I bought the album that day.
1: Oh, how cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Like,
0: and I listened to it. Uh, I got all of my friends to watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite tidbits uh, to <gasps> know about it. Oh, I like tidbits. <laughs> Play- num, num, gimme. Is uh, so they optioned it to, I can't remember which production company, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the big studios, and they passed. And then, of course, it got picked up by, I'm pretty sure, Lionsgate, but it may have been another weird one. Right. Uh, but whoever they were optioned to before mm-hmm. actually took the idea, <laughs> made a non musical movie, which some of you may actually know. It's called Repo Men. <laughs>
1: <gasps> oh my God, you're kidding! The one with Jude Law. You're kidding. Me. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
0: So not only that, they filmed on the soundstage across the street.
1: No fucking (laughs) way. And they
0: stole half of their crew. (gasps) So they were trying to fuck them. And of course, that one became more popular.
1: Oh, what the
0: fuck? Because it was done by, it was like Universal. Of of course, big Big old fancy name on it. And the best part is... When people are like, you literally stole this idea. They're like, no, no, no. It's, it's based on a book. The book was called Repossession Mambo. What <laughs> the fuck? And you know what the best part is? What? It was a book that wasn't even published yet. Oh. So they had their legal department find someone to write a book so they couldn't get sued.
1: Uh. <laughs>
0: Like, it's the biggest fuck you I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) damn it, I hate people sometimes. What the actual fuck? I'm so glad that it was able to get, like, a cult following. Oh, man. And uh, another one, if you're so inclined, uh, if you like that film. Sure. They also made... To others that are not an offshoot from it, but they're stylistically the same. Okay. And it's the Devil's Carnival.
1: <gasps> oh, well, I'm learning so many new things today.
0: <laughs> it's from wow. the same director and uh, Terrence is or however you say his last right. name. Uh, who plays the devil in Devil's Carnival because uh... he has that super deep voice. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. But he wrote all of the music for it uh ha 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 yeah Uh, ha
1: well thank you for sharing that tasty
0: tidbit (laughs) and both of those are really good too it was going to be a trilogy but i don't think they ever made the third one i don't think so either
1: god wow (laughs) ladies and gentlemen that is just that's fucking cool man i know and they're really good man i love tidbits so good thank you for sharing
0: that that's lovely yeah, resident movie guy
1: here. Yeah, no kidding. So, okay. Well, I know that last week or the week before we had we had talked about something that we would, we had watched. Um I I got to just talk about it because this 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 movie was literally the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Are you talking about nobody? I certainly <laughs> am talking about nobody. All right. Re- here we go. Corey, if you're listening, Lady Boner just <laughs> inst- instantly instant. I have never I don't think, uh, sans Tom Cruise, when I was watching all the Mission Impossible movies, I have never been in love with a man more in
0: my life besides my husband than I was with Bob Odenkirk. I, I honestly never thought you would ever utter those fucking words. Oh, my <laughs> Because he's such a funny guy. He really
1: is. But then in this movie, he fucking just like turned the tables and was like, nah, I'm going to beat ass. So I'm not, we're not going to give away any
0: spoilers because it still is out in theaters. And so I really, I just. And the trailer does not let you in on what the actual film Uh is. And I absolutely love that. Oh, God. It's
1: so perfect. (laughs) But if you, okay, since things are starting to open back up again, um, if you have an opportunity to go watch this movie, go support your local theater and go fucking watch it I'm telling you I'm telling you so like I'm in you know I'm watching this movie I'm on the edge of my seat like the whole time it was just oh my god it was so beautiful oh yeah and we get so of course it was um Errol and Tyler and I who had gone and seen this and so we get we get done and we went back and we were kind of debriefing after this film and I am just sitting there just like in sheer and utter awe. Just like, oh my God, Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> like he was so great. And, da, 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 da. and without missing a beat, Errol just looked up at me and he's like, you just like guys who hit people. <laughs> <laughs> or no, 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 no. He said, you like guys who punch people. And I was like, well, I mean, okay, yeah, you're not wrong. But like, it was the way that he was punching people. Because like, yeah. it was just.
0: We'll just say oh. some of those fight scenes. Damn. Uh, oh, John man. Wick, eat your heart out. <laughs> no, no fucking kidding i mean it was directed by the same guy that did hardcore henry yeah. which is a fucking balls to the wall yeah. movie oh, too jesus
1: so fucking crazy <laughs> but like it was it was kind of cool because we were as we were sitting in the theater watching the credits scroll um errol points up and he goes hey look that's that's my fight instructor
0: oh yeah because he's a fully certified fight uh fight, choreographer, choreographer or fight or stage combat guy or yeah maybe I, it is a whole fight choreographer.
1: hopefully remember. he's not listening to this today because god I damn it if i you know i, I do
0: listen Listen to what you say, buddy. <laughs> I,
1: I promise. I promise. I we promise. listen to what you say. Like we know the gist of what's happening, but for I, some reason, I know just, he's certified. Yes, he is certified. Yes, absolutely. And he, <laughs> so he went and he did this. Yeah, he did this um, course in stunt work, and he was like, "Yeah, it was my fight, my fight instructor." And um, so then we start talking about the actual, like, he was breaking down like the mechanics of the fight sequences that we were watching, which
0: I love because <sighs> it's totally something. Since I don't have that background, yeah. I would have never noticed. Like it's funny that he was talking about how they were staging some of the scenes mm-hmm. because it's standard choreography where yep. they're uh like uh distance punches and yep, stuff where yep. the camera angle is what it's actually what makes it. it look like it's yep. they're getting punched. Yep. Whereas John Wick, they're man on man yeah. and they're connecting all the time. Yes. So I honestly thought, yeah, it was just a difference in camera, but no, it's a totally different kind of uh, fight choreography. Yeah,
1: they set it up completely different, and like the fact that he was like that he would watch that, and then he was like, yeah, well, they made that bus twice as big, and I'm looking at him like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, there's no way, and he's like, no, and then he explained the reason why it would be that big, and then he was, you know, talking about like there's so in so in this particular scene that we're talking about, um, a our lovely oh illustrious tasty Bob Odenkirk walks (laughs) onto this bus. And again, like the only thing I will say is that he just, he shows up to this, you know, he's the one who instigates this fight. He totally 100% (laughs) instigates it. But he literally looked at this group of like six guys and they're all just hammered. And he goes, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. And they all start looking at him like, ha-ha, like, old man, like, whatever, fuck you.
0: Well, kind of to set the stage, like, they are joyriding in their car. Yes. They smash it next to the bus while it's stopped. Yeah, into a into a cement K-rail. Yeah. And then get out. And then they're like, okay, we're going to get on the bus. And then they're obviously, like, beelining to the girl that's on there. Because yeah. you know what they're going to do. Yes. Like, and
1: they start surrounding her and they're intimidating her. And, and... Bob's like, oh, Oh no 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 no! no. no, no. <laughs> and
0: he just—he oh, got jacked to Jesus for that. Oh movie yeah, but too. he fucking
1: cleaned. Oh yeah. Oh no, he did get jacked to Jesus. So yeah. like, he did a thing with men's with men's health and did videos on YouTube that like showed his workout regimen.
0: Yeah, he <sighs> trained super hard. For
1: God it. damn it! And I oh man, is he tasty <laughs> without a shirt on? Jesus Christ! Sorry, I'm thirsty. I can't i can't help that i'm a thirsty I i can't help but it, no he just but he cleaned house in this fucking scene and just but like one of the circling back around to what this means with like with errol is like there's a um there's a moment where he gets thrown through the window of the bus oh yeah and it shatters and he falls on the ground and um what Errol had said was like in 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 normal fight choreography and something that's just like either on stage or whatever. Like yeah. when you fight, you land on the meaty soft bits because that's what's gonna protect you from you know like it would protect yourself while you're falling and doing things.
0: Yeah, and you can totally see that in a lot of uh, uh, specifically like the most recent mm-hmm. fight movies, like uh, Atomic Blonde yes. or John Wick, where yes. when they're falling they. They, they put their arms and their legs down so they cushion yep. themselves. Yep,
1: And they, they fall on their side, they'll fall on their forearms, like they'll do the, the meaty bits that are designed to like be fallen on, right? Yeah. And and so what was different about this scene in particular was that Bob Odenkirk gets thrown through this window and instead of like curling up on the meaty bits, he did flying squirrel and just yeah. landed Face on plants the-
0: plants on the fucking pavement. Oh
1: <laughs> my God. And it was just like, but like that stunt guy, yeah, landed just like flying squirrel straight on the ground yeah. And Errol was like, hmm. I mean, it's a gr- it's it's great because it like it gives it a different feeling. But he's like, that stunt guy got to walk away with some bruises because goddamn, like that looked like it really hurt. Oh
0: yeah, that that's <laughs> one that you do maybe once,
1: twice. <laughs> like, if somebody was sure like, make sure you
0: have like three cameras on it because yeah, right, we're no, only doing it once. <laughs> but then
1: two of them have lens caps on, so someone goes, oh shit, we gotta go again. <laughs> oh fuck no! But seriously, like this this movie. Oh my god, and it was it was so great because our, I without giving anything away, Bob Odenkirk's father is played by Christopher Lloyd. Oh my god, and he's such a badass too. Oh my god, it's like this whole this whole group of guys is just oh man, it's so good. But seriously, <laughs> oh, and his
0: brother's the RZA. Yes, from Wu Tang. Fuck yeah, because <laughs> like, who doesn't want a little Wu Tang? But. Uh, I always knew that he was a badass because one of my favorite martial arts movies, there's one that he directed, called... Shut uh, up. Yeah. Did I never show it to you? Uh, No. It's called The Man with the Iron Fist. <gasps> he plays the man with the iron fist. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: my God. The, I am learning it, all it's of the things.
0: like a cool mix between, like, hip-hop black exploitation. and... Uh, like Kung Fu.
1: It's <gasps> Kung Fu. F- Kung f- Oh, Oh, shit. It's amazing. I said the bad <laughs> thing. Sorry. Kung Fu exploitation is what was supposed to come out of my mouth. And then it didn't. And I done. We a-
0: don't call it that. Nope.
1: I didn't. I promise I wasn't trying to be <laughs> offensive. Please, God, don't come
0: at me. I already got an earful of that at staggering Ox today. Jesus Christ.
1: Oh. <sighs> I'll circle back around to that
0: (laughs) in a second. But seriously,
1: the end result of that is please go see Nobody. It is literally, if you want something that's literally going to get your blood boiling, if you want something that's going to like ignite your testosterone, whether you're male or female, identify as a pineapple, I don't care. But go watch it. Oh God, please go.
0: And it's still Bob Odenkirk. So... He has fun with it. He's funny. Oh, he totally does. Totally. And, but not in like a a cheesy way. Like It's, it's just, very sincere. Yeah, he's very sincere. He's very much an every guy. And I love that. He's I, the everyman's man. We have not had one of those films mm. where an everyman is an actual like cool character. Yeah. <laughs> like, Somebody that you would like, that you
1: would, that you would root for. Like yeah. it's. Cause really like it, it was funny. I don't know how you felt about it, but I feel like in this there was, it didn't really feel like there was a goods versus the bads. It was everybody is kind of a different shade of bad and the bads oh, yeah. were, were kind of duking it out for something. And, and it just, I mean, the, the, the thing that I loved about this was that it was so unsuspecting because like you see Bob Odenkirk is the everyman's man, right? Yeah. So he's just this everyday guy. But then the, the, like, the, I will say the beginning of the movie is kind of a bit of a slow burn. So if you, I mean, the first, like maybe 10 or 15 minutes kind are kind of. of a slow burn. It,
0: it, it clips along. I mean, it does. But like <laughs>
1: what, what I'm saying is like, if you, like, it starts with very kind of almost like Tarantino esque like Monday, Tuesday, yeah, but like
0: it, it uh, I was gonna liken it to uh Edgar Wright because oh, it's very yes. it's smash cuts. it, is. it really is. Yeah. And if you
1: I mean if you can keep up with that by the time the shit actually starts hitting the fan, like you'll understand why the first part was the way it was.
0: And, and it's yeah, it's the best way to frame that. Holy it really shit. Is. Seriously, just go see it.
1: Go like stop this podcast and go now. Like go go buy a ticket because like it's just and it was i mean and i have to give cinemark a lot of a lot of credit for um what they're doing now as far as like um covid protocols are concerned oh, which yeah. is like i mean it's it's great because what they you know because all of us are used to i mean in a pre-covid world being in a pack theater where you're dicks to donuts and people are sitting in front of you Ugh. and like all the things but now whenever you block whenever you get seats they block off three seats on either side of you and then they're doing every other row of the house yeah so you're at least six feet from other people and like if you're obviously in a, your own pod of people then like they don't put six feet between yeah. you but like i mean and then your concessions can get delivered to you in the theater which I mean, is like, like the best thing ever it's <laughs> literally so cool so seriously props to cinemark for for like really making a movie going experience in a pandemic world like yeah super super convenient and super safe for people and
0: and i mean they've always been my favorite yeah just because like we've had uh, Carmike in the past mm-hmm. which no wonder they went out of business. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but ever since we got Cinemark here, they've been definitely my my favorite oh, man. theater experience. So good, like with the audio or the the rake seating and all yes, of that stuff. Yes, yes. Their stadium seating, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, and all of that stuff. The chairs are really cool. But uh, like what I really noticed now. Is that was the cleanest those theaters have ever been?
1: Seriously, and I used to fucking work there, so let's yeah, be real about it.
0: Not to throw anybody under the bus, but it's just natural. Like you don't have enough time when you really
1: don't in between. You the rounds, have so mm-hmm. many
0: people going into a movie no? to clean in between it. You yeah. just have time to clean it at night. Yep, like after everybody. So if you see the first showing, it's fine. Yep. but yeah, like you get the sticky feet and stuff like that. Yeah. That was not the case. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like not even a little bit. Yeah. That was so clean and nice. Yeah, it was like I mean in the the um... It was awesome. So the pre
1: like the pre-show they have now the the pre-show where they talk about um you know there's like a clean and safety monitor that will like go around and check each theater and they're responsible for the cleanliness and yeah. they're asking everybody to like take their trash with them which like we all know that like being in a movie theater like you leave your trash behind because you know somebody's going to come pick it up but you know uh, saying that if you're that, an asshole yes, which I usually am I usually but I, I am try too. not to it's now fine. <laughs> but you say that to somebody and you say you know somebody hey, you know please take your garbage with you when you go and here I am like the first you know the first movie that we had been to in a fucking hot second and um we they show this pre-show yeah and I'm thinking like there's no way that anybody's gonna fucking take their own trash like they're just gonna leave it and every single person brought their own trash out of the theater yeah
0: I was amazed everyone like
1: it was crazy
0: in or with all of the crazy people we've had yeah with all of the pandemic stuff going on and all that that was really nice to see where people understand that movie theaters are still an experience Mm -hmm. and we're all in it together.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And we have to make it nice. We have to make it nice for the people who are coming next because like, I mean you know like like you said there's not really a lot of time in between you know Um, I mean they're called rounds and so like I use yeah. that term but like in between the show times it, it's really hard because like you know again pre-COVID world like I would when I was the manager on duty I would go in with like maybe two other ushers if I had if I had the ushers to spare if I didn't have you know because I have to have somebody covering the box office and somebody covering concessions at least one you know one person in each place uh-huh. and then you'd have a projectionist upstairs and then you know at least two ushers so I'd take two ushers with me and we'd go around the theaters and the way that they you know block the show times is every round like each show starts you know typically about 10 minutes after the first show so they're all kind of ending at the same time yeah so then in the lull between when the show starts and when the show gets out and the next round starts you've got you know all this time like concessions can then you know prep for the next round of stuff they can restock all their things box office gets to come out and have their break but then like once the theaters all start letting out they let out in roughly the same increments that they started so about roughly every Every 10 minutes you've got a theater that's letting out. So then between that time and the time that the next show starts, you've got maybe like 15 minutes, 20 tops if you had something that was like a little bit more lengthy. Yeah. And you would take if if it was like a busy day and I only had two ushers, the ushers and I would split up and we'd each go to a different theater. And all you had was a broom and a dustpan. <laughs> and you just had to make sure like all of the seats are up. So you'd like walk each aisle and you'd sweep everything to the end and then put it in, put it in your bucket and walk away. Yeah. But like, you know, the the second that you had something that was more extensive than that, like, you unfortunately would have to leave it until, you know, the end of the night because then that was the only time that you could really, like, super
0: clean anything that
1: had to be done. Yeah,
0: unless it's, like, a bodily spill or something like that which luckily doesn't happen very often
1: unless you come across people who've had sex in the movie theater yeah
0: I was trying not to bring that (laughs) up I meant more like vomit or something like that Uh, uh. but yes but yes that
1: too (laughs) yeah that I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a story for for this time Please no! Okay. I don't want to
0: relive it. <laughs> oh,
1: sad. All right. Well, no, and
0: I'm not trying to shut you down. No, no, it's I know. just a gross story. It really is.
1: It's you know that could be a whole episode of stories <laughs> yeah. that I come away with from the movie theater. But I mean, yeah. So it's so it's definitely like I, I feel their pain with having to like you know not only like. Uh, if people were still like leaving their garbage and stuff, like you'd have to do that and then sanitize everything before the next round of people come in. Yeah. Because now that is the standard. Like if you don't sanitize before other people come in, like, I mean, you're, you're risking exposure.
0: Yeah. Um, But in what I was going to say, sorry, uh, you're fine. Um, and I said it when we went to the movie because that was the first time we'd gone to the theater in a year. In a long-ass time. Because I think the last movie we saw in the theater was Sonic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, because that was right before lockdown. Yep. So, um, yeah, I find it funny that they're doing all of this stuff now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really hard to go back to what you would consider normal. Yeah. Because... Personally, this is a much better experience.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Like, I'm totally fine with having less showtimes and cleaner theaters.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I agree.
0: It's a much better experience. It totally is. Overall. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like,
1: it's it's something where I, you know, we've kind of mentioned this and I was actually talking with one of my other friends last night um, who lives in Washington and he, um, he and Oh no. Is he married? Fiance. Girlfriend? I don't remember. Um, but they are um Andrew Mendes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but Andrew was telling me that um he and His significant other, we're just going to call her that, um, are going for their um, first COVID or second COVID shot. I can't remember which round Uh they are, but um, they're, you know, finally going for it. And, um, you know, we were just kind of chatting about life and all the things. And I told him that we had gone to see this movie. And he's like, oh my God, like, I haven't been to a theater in a long time. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's something where this is the new, um, I think we're going to take a lot of things away from this that we're going to implement into our life. And I mean, for me personally, I'm always going to have hand sanitizer in my car now. I'm always going to have at least two masks in my car. And yeah. when when everybody's vaccinated and then it's just like the outliers who are choosing not to do it and the mask mandate gets lifted and all of the things kind of go back to what we knew prior, I'm hoping that we don't regress and like, you know, go back to things like, oh, well, you're sick. Cool. Come to work. Like it's, you know... I-
0: Even though they say that you're not supposed to, like, they they put up the signs and stuff like that. Nobody does. Like, they always come in because they understaff Mm -hmm. and overwork their people. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm not, like, uh, trying to flare up anything or anything like this. (laughs) But it is more of a, a boomer trait Unfortunately, it is. it is. I mean, it uh, <laughs> to just push past everything.
1: And some people can say that that's noble, but especially now with this virus, like it people were are treating it so much differently now than they were oh, for any other illness that yeah. you had it's like oh cool you got a sniffly nose you're quarantined for 14
0: days my fucking yeah. status it, building I'm not saying that we have to do that but it's like no but you have to if you feel like shit don't come in and touch everything and like cough on people cough into my mouth like... <laughs> again who hurt you <laughs>
1: like we keep circling back to you getting burped in the mouth and it's like it's not burp it's cough yep. there's a difference okay well now we've Upgraded to cough like that's just.
0: (laughs) There's nothing worse than someone being sick, and like spreading it to you. Yeah, I understand that we need to have some sort of immune response to that kind of stuff. Right, right. But honestly, this is the best I've felt. Same. In a long time. Absolutely. And I honestly attribute that to wearing a mask because I'm not. Getting all of that shit all over me all the time, no. but I'm also hand sanitizing, right? Even and though I'm a germaphobe, way more than I was before,
1: right? But you're also, <laughs> you know, doing the things like keeping your distance, and you're, you know, wearing it in public, and you're, you're avoiding like really large gatherings of people, and but it's yeah. like, but well, now, I, I hate
0: people, so that's easy. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> But
1: now that um, you know Lewis and Clark County has um, started like allowing everybody to get the vaccine and not just people in like certain categories, yeah. I am very proud to say that I have had my first dose of the vaccine and I'm oh, very, yeah, very excited did. about it. and, um, and uh, so hopefully Ty this week will be able to schedule his and I'm hoping um, I keep checking. But I I gotta say it was it was the weirdest, it was weird for me because, like, I don't know if anybody has seen the movie Contagion, but if you've seen this movie,
0: you'll know. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> an eye-opening experience. You'll know what I'm talking about.
1: But, like, what's funny is, like, right as the pandemic first started, Tyler and I were gluttons for punishment. And we went, let's watch this movie. And then as the movie's progressing, Tyler's like, am I getting a fever? I don't feel well. What is happening? I'm like, Stop it! That
0: happens so many times. I know,
1: <laughs> but like, they're like, so this, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, it it is about what would you know? It's the what Tyler, of course, because he finds the little tidbits, right? He says that um, <laughs> what he found was that this movie was written as a what would happen if a global pandemic happened?
0: Like, how would the human race respond? Yeah. to something like this. Well, like to put it in perspective, H one N one had just happened, so. The um uh epidemiologists um actually predicted this yep. a long time ago. Yeah. And it's because uh viruses are very cyclical mm-hmm. and it's crazy how they're kind of on like a clock. Yeah. Where um they build up a certain type of uh uh, what do you call it, like, uh, response against immune systems? Yeah. And that's when they uh, jump between species. Yeah. Because, like, the right key unlocks the lock. Yeah. And it goes through, it has to go through so many iterations before it can do that. Yep. So it's not rocket science. Like, you can actually see when these things are happening. Yeah. Which is why they knew it was going to It's just unfortunate that people weren't listening. Yes, this is (laughs) true. Because I remember watching that in the theater. Same. And being terrified. 100%. Absolutely terrified. Because people were sniffling behind us in the theater, and we're like, oh my god. Well, and
1: I coughed and scared a woman out of her seat.
0: Like... uh, It was a good time. And it's not a horror film. No, No, but it's scary as fuck. But now excuse me it would be like ptsd inducing yeah, for some people absolutely
1: because like th- it, this so this film um i mean it's it's an incredible cast it's you know Lawrence fishburne yeah it Kate is winslet uh like brian cranston all-star cast. all-star cast jude law <laughs> um, i mean you just got um oh god matt damon and um gwyneth paltrow and oh yeah i mean you used to have Tons yeah. of these people, but it, it's like, a Steven Soderbergh masterpiece. It is. I it love really it. is. It's so true. It's but so like good. the way that this film starts is, it starts at like day five is where it starts, and it um it starts you at day five, and then it takes you through. Gwyneth Paltrow comes home from Hong Kong. Yep she instantly like is, is ill when she comes home, the illness progresses so far that she starts having seizures and then she dies of this. Then her, her son who was infected comes home from school, sick, goes to bed. Nanny finds him later dead in his bed. And like all of these people start showing the symptoms and it is like instant, like three days. Like you get an onset of symptoms, something happens and then you're dead. And it's just like, I mean, it was terrible It like, I mean, before COVID, like it was terrifying to think that th- those were things that could actually happen. Yeah. But then COVID happened, and we watched this movie, and we were just like, "Holy shit!" Like every time I would go into a store, and like I would see the things that say like "social distance" and "please do yeah. your part" and like all the things, I started having a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, "This is very reminiscent of what this movie did." And then I go to get my dose of the vaccine. And I'm in line, and when you book your appointment, it asks you, like, are you eligible for this vaccine? Are you in, like, these phase groups? And so I was because I have asthma. And so I, you know, we drive in the fairgrounds, and we, I drive up to the first checkpoint with all of my stuff ready. And the guy just asked me, are you eligible for this vaccine? Do you have any symptoms of COVID? Like, And it was very straightforward questions. Oh, yeah. But I start getting anxiety about it. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I don't have symptoms, but maybe I do. And like, I just haven't felt them. And and my, but what my mouth said was, no, I don't have symptoms. Yeah. And he went, okay, move on. So then, but all of these signs that said COVID-19 vaccine this way, and each arrow was like pointing you like, uh, you know, through the loop. Then you get your your form that has you fill out all the information about um, about you and all the things and then like the fairgrounds have have this system where like the, they have these two giant you know, like garage doors that open up they can get about five or six cars in the length of it they'll close the doors they give everybody the vaccine let them out and then if you have adverse reactions to like other have had to other medications or vaccines they make you wait like an extended period of time typically everybody else waits like 15 minutes 15 20 minutes once you get your vaccine dose uh-huh. um, just to make sure that you don't have any sort of adverse reaction to what's happening
0: yeah which is nice because you know they have healthcare staff on exactly exactly you do
1: exactly and so I'm sitting in my car and like my heart starts kind of pounding a little bit because I'm like okay like I'm really excited to get this vaccine but like what if it does something to me like and of course my brain kicks into overdrive and my anxiety starts happening and but then this guy who is the guy waving cars in like sees me kind of like panicking a little bit and he just started talking to me he started talking to me and he was super positive and super helpful and and I was like so how are you guys doing down here and he's like man this has just been so great because everybody's coming down to get vaccinated and they're all doing it for a great reason and it's just such a positive vibe and how can you have a bad day when you see all these people who are bettering themselves and I'm like what the dude that is so cool like seriously I just it blew my mind and then he's like you know you stay safe and have a great day ma'am and I was like thank you so much for all of your work like this is great they open the doors. I'm the very first car in, so I go all the way to the end. And they have ACDC Backstreet Boys <laughs> in sync. These these speakers just all over the room, just like blaring music. And as you're driving up every nurse's station, all the nurses are fucking dancing. Oh, and all yeah. the doctors are dancing. And I'm just like, I am overwhelmed at the positive energy that is coming out of this room. It was... It was unreal. And so then my window's down and I pull all the way up and, and the doctor comes over and he asks me the same questions. Are you eligible for this? Do you have any adverse reactions? I said no. Um and so I was wearing a shirt that had a, the cold shoulder thing and he's like, Look at this. This shirt says please give me a vaccine. And I was like, <laughs> absolutely. So he poked it in my left shoulder and it was a you know poke three seconds done. Couldn't even feel the plunger. Like it was it was great. And then they handed me my card and I filled out my information to show that I've been vaccinated for the first round. And, um, he's like, he congratulated me. He says, congratulations on being a part of history. And that sentence (laughs) was so powerful to me because I'm like, this truly is a moment in our history that, that we can say that we've lived through. And then I, I got super emotional about that. And he and so they he's like, you know what? You need a Garfield Band-Aid. So we put a Garfield (laughs) Band-Aid. And then uh, they, you know, they give you about a couple minutes to sit and then they have you go wait for 15 or 20. And so I, you know, they roll up the door and I'm looking at the two nurses, the volunteer and the doctor. And I said, thank you so much for your work. You don't know what this means to me. And I started crying. I'm hoping I'm not going to try to cry here, but I I was crying, and the volunteer was like, "Oh, sweetheart," and she was like reaching out to me, and you know they started waving me on, yeah. and then all of the people who have the flags waving could see that I was crying, and they're like holding each other and pointing at me, Aww. and I'm just like, but I but I pulled. I was the first one in the in the thing, and so I sat there, and I just let go, and I cried so hard in my car because i was like i i had this feeling that if i ever got covid that it would kill me because of my breathing problems because we we have friends who work in healthcare who have said this thing has scarred people for the rest of their lives like it i mean you yeah, and i were it, talking it doesn't number on your, yeah we were talking this morning i think about like the body. neurological things about not being able to to taste or smell and yeah
0: that that's not a physiological it's a no, neurological yeah. like it affects your brain
1: yeah <laughs> and it's just and i and i know people who have survived it and i am so grateful like i mean our immediate family have you know pe- members of my immediate family have had covid and yeah. and they have survived and it's just i mean it was it was so overwhelming to me and so i sat there and i took you know i did the obligatory selfie of holding my vaccination <laughs> card and i but the photo on instagram my eyes are completely red and you can see the tears where they've hit my mask oh yeah because it's just I mean, it's, I mean, I'm just sitting there crying and like one of the guys who is, you know, at the forefront of the line, kind of, they're walking the lines, making sure everybody's okay. He, you know, my window's down and he kind of, he, he sees me and he leans in my window and he's like, are, are you okay? And I was <sighs> like, yeah, I'm just super overwhelmed right now. Like this has been great. And I'm just so excited. And he's like, well, I, I'm really glad that you're safe. And that made me cry harder because I was like, you're right. Like I'm, I'm not fully vaccinated, but I'm on my way to get there. Exactly. And then I scared the bejesus out of some poor volunteer that was, that was on like a golf (laughs) cart, like driving through. Cause like, I'm overwhelmed with these emotions. Then all of a sudden I got super happy and my windows down and I cranked my music as they're waving us on to go. And I just went, yeah. But I did it so loud out of my windows That it just, it was such a beautiful catharsis. And I just, (laughs) I, I, again, for anybody who's listening to this, I don't, I don't care what your views are about, about coronavirus or the vaccine or whatever it is. I'm here to tell you that I have protected myself. I'm going to protect my family by getting it. Exactly. What you believe is what you believe. And if we can still be friends, like, let's be friends. But I'm, I just, i'm really excited and very happy that i did that i'm happy that tyler's gonna do it and i just i i really hope that that once we move past this that it's not going to be something where unfortunately like it happens with political elections where people are like oh cool you voted red you voted blue like we can't be friends anymore it's like all right you're vaccinated i'm not fuck you
0: let's just say healthcare should never be a political stance at all no not even a little bit it's for the good of humanity yeah I'm and not, it's, whether you're red or blue. Yeah. And you <laughs> can have differing stupid. opinions
1: and please have them because that's yeah. what makes us human. But I just wanted to share that with you because I... I feel really happy about it. I feel very good. I I was kind of run down the next day, but it wasn't anything that was like major. The no, second,
0: I, I think it was probably the rush of adrenaline. that Probably, you had. probably. But <laughs> people have said the
1: the second dose is where you start kind of feeling a little bit like sickly for a couple of days. And yeah, luckily our employer has been very gracious and they're giving us sixteen hours of leave to be exactly. able to go either get the vaccine or if you have you know, um, adverse reactions to the vaccine, um, you know, for a a day or two after, like
0: you can take time off. Um, so, but I'm just, but it's good getting that reaction. It really is. That means that your immune system is learning to fight it. (laughs)
1: And I just, I mean, this is a part of history that I never thought that we'd live through. And now that we're a year after the lockdown and the uncertainty and the the death toll, just, just every day people would say different numbers about the death toll. And here's, you know, oh my God. when we hit 100,000 and 300,000 and 500,000. That just,
0: first part of it was the oh scariest God. fucking time. It was
1: so terrifying because none of us knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And all we knew was stay home stay in your house. Don't go anywhere unless you have to. And when you do like, I remember the first, like during that lockdown when grocery stores and like pharmacies were the only things that were open. Yeah. And my father called me while I was working from home and he's like, I, I need my medication. Like I can't go out. Will you please go get it for me? I was like, absolutely. And it was the first time it was before the mask mandate had actually been mandated. Yeah. And I had gone into Costco and I went into Costco without a mask on and my dad had given me one and it was in my car. But I went into Costco without it because I was like, this is stupid. Like, why am I wearing? Like, I'm not going to wear this. And then I dropped off the meds, went home, and dad called me and he went, did you wear your mask when you went in there? I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I I didn't want to scare him and tell him that I hadn't. But I, 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 didn't see him like when I dropped off the meds. I put them at his door yeah, and said, "Here you he go." Yeah, goes. we were
0: we were practicing a lot of. We safety. were
1: absolutely doing safe distancing, yeah. but like it was that moment where he was like, "Did you do this?" And I didn't understand the gravity of what that actually meant until the mask mandate happened. Uh-huh. And now I'm scared to be without a mask, and like with my immediate friends and family, like I'll be without one, but but I will not go into a public place, even when I'm at work. I won't go in, I won't go anywhere unless I have a mask on my face. Even when I'm fully vaccinated, I'm still gonna wear my mask because it's it is now the habit to have it with you always. Yeah.
0: And And if you look at any large metropolitan area in other countries, they're they starting all do it. to do
1: this. Yeah, they all do it.
0: Because yes, it is good to have immunity against like seasonal aller- or, uh, allergies. <laughs> uh, seasonal um, bugs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But things run through people yeah. so bad. Yeah. It, just like this. Like yeah. you never know when something terrible is going to start. No. And then it becomes a wildfire and it makes it a lot harder to fight when yeah. everybody's been infected with it.
1: Yeah. It's just, it, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't mean for this to get So to get so introspective and existential (laughs) and, and, and so deep, like I didn't, we, we went, we went a deep dive this episode, but, um, but, uh, all that being said, um, I, I'm just happy. I'm happy about, you know, taking the step to protect myself. And I'm happy about the fact that, um, you know, where the sun is finally out. It's fucking 70 degrees in this bitch today. Seriously. Like I, am so nice. I'm hoping to actually go for a walk here once we're done. And cause I got to go soak up some sunshine and I'm just, uh, the, the world seems to be writing itself and it's going in the right direction and it's trending up. And those are all important things that I hope that we carry with us through this year because 2020 was literally a dumpster fire. And oh so I, Um, I, you know, I'm very much looking forward to my wedding season this year. I just heard, I heard from Sabrina that her wedding is back on for May 29 in Bozeman. And I'm so excited about it because like, I, if anybody deserves to have a fucking wedding, it is Sabrina
0: and Adam Malachuk. God damn it. Seriously. We're talking about people who... Had their wedding cancelled yep. literally a month before. Because COVID. <laughs> like, that was such a fucking like train wreck of a time. And then watching because them. Nobody knew what was going on.
1: Nobody knew. And then being resilient and and then having resetting a date for October and and then, you know, even back in October of last year, we didn't know. We didn't know a vaccine was coming. We didn't know. We didn't know anything. And yeah, so we then, had no
0: idea what the no, season was going to look
1: like. No, So then they made the decision to move it again to, um you know, Memorial Day weekend of this year. Yeah. And then I got so like Sabrina and I really haven't talked about it. But then, excuse me, she messaged me. And in all caps, she was like, the wedding's back on. And <laughs> I just I just lost my shit. I was like, yes, yes,
0: it is. Seriously, oh my God. that is awesome. So
1: yeah, it's gonna be this is gonna be the year to celebrate that we are getting over that we are getting over this thing and that we're finally being able to be back together. And then once theaters can open again and like my theater friends can start going back to their jobs and Broadway can open again and like people can go back to the things that they loved we just have to remember that we can't go back to where we were. We have no. to be in the new now, but take the things with us that we learned through this. Yeah. And, I think that we can do it. And I know that we can. And that was really deep. And so <laughs> there you go. That, that's your deep dive for today in, in the life of, of a, a mad man and his equally mad wife. <laughs> and thank you again so much for joining us. We're super, again, we're super appreciative of everybody who listens to us. I've Seriously.
0: Gotten... And we're sorry that we didn't have an episode last week. Yes,
1: we were. You know what? Sometimes you got to take a little time for yourself and a little self-care is important. And and I think that you know whatever your self care looks like, make sure that you still practice it because even though we are hopefully like on the other side of a pandemic, we are still in a pandemic. So you know take time for yourself and whatever that self care looks like, make sure that you do it. This is Mama Puma saying you better absolutely Seriously. take care of yourselves because and you pandemic do it.
0: or no, self care is way more important than a lot of people give it credit for. Absolutely, it's it's something that is that is
1: integral to being your fabulous selves and, and seriously. And if, uh, I want more people to start referring to me as mama Puma. Cause I do love mama Pumas. <laughs> well, you are mama Puma. You are right. But, uh, Our mother Mary, the mother Mary, the patron, the patron saint, saint, saint of drunks. <laughs> <laughs> That's an episode for another time. But, <laughs> Thank you again so much for everybody who's listening to us and who's followed us thus far. We really appreciate all of you guys. Remember that you can go out, um, on to, uh, anchor.fm and you can, um, you can support us if you would like to hear more content, if you want to help us, um, start making this thing like a, like an actual big, big person job would be great. It Um, would be awesome. If not, um, again, just your support means the world. And we just love being able to connect with you guys in this digital way. And seriously,
0: the most that you can do that will help us, uh, More than anything else is just share us with your friends. Yep. Please tell your friends. Tell your dog. Tell your dog walker. Tell your grocer.
1: Tell your banker. Tell your... Tell your estranged Aunt Gertrude. Tell everybody. (laughs) Even if you hate us, hit that subscribe button. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, Remember that you can uh, give us uh, reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. We really would appreciate a a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then we can get uh, more people to listen to the ratings of a madman and his equally mad wife. We'd like
0: to get on one of those trending charts one day.
1: trending charts. Um, You can also listen to us on uh, Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, uh, Thank you to Anchor.fm for allowing us to be able to just yeah fucking do this in one day and like we can literally Seriously, record the best. and yeah we can they record really and are. post in the same day and it's amazing so um from us to you uh we hope you have an excellent uh day night uh whatever day of the week you're listening <laughs> um and until next time cheers
0: cheers